Welcome back to Orange Overtime for episode 14. This is Tyler Schiff with Adam Campos, and today everything just seems a little better as the Orange are coming off of a massive win against Wake Forest. Carried by what was the biggest crowd in college basketball this season, Syracuse is back in the win column, but the question stands, will they stay there? Syracuse plays away in Raleigh, North Carolina against a pretty tough NC State team, which we will preview in just a bit. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials at Orange Overtime and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, Adam, it was a whiteout. It was a blizzard theme. How did Syracuse pull off this massive upset win? If I were, if I were to really put this into like the best words possible, this might have been their best game of the season. In, yeah. all, in all honesty, For just sure. as everything just came together with not only just even their, their play, I think. I mean, obviously they played phenomenally, but the play, the crowd being the largest crowd in college basketball this season, the Antetokounmpo Kubo brothers were there, which was oh, pretty lit as well. Of course. I mean, so just all of it together, the fact that they, after being absolutely awful these last few games... Coming back home, first crowd since everyone got back back for Christmas from Christmas break. Yeah, and then yeah. just the energy. The energy was just different. I mean, you could see it. The team was feed. The team was feeding off of the energy. Yeah. The bench was into the game. Nobody's body language was really out of it. Yeah. It just seemed like everybody was in tune, whether they were on or off the court. And it, it just, like I said, it just seemed like the most well put together that this Syracuse team had looked all season long. Yeah. I mean, when you got. When you got Buddy dropping a 30 ball, I mean, that was great to see. That's his first 30-point 30, 30 game of the season. Yeah. You got Cole Swider having his best game of the season, 8 Hell for 11 yeah. at 18 points. Frank Anselm played probably his best game of the season, too, in this, in this playing 17 minutes, actually getting a good amount of time. Yes, sir. Edwards, not his best showing, but still had a, de- had a good role in this. Um, Symeer played good minutes. It's Benny played good minutes. Again, this game, just overall, all that was put together in it just seemed... It, it was easily prob- the best game of the season. Yeah, love that little recap. Um, yeah, you got spot on. Props to the university for putting on such a show. Like, just the combination of the first game back against one of the best ACC teams this year. Mm-hmm. Add in the Antetokounmpo brothers. Add in the Blizzard theme of a whiteout. Um, I wasn't, you know, as you know, I wasn't able to be there because I was doing a game day show down at the school network, but, um, yeah, damn it. I wish I was there. <laughs> like, I, if, out of all the games, out of all the games I had to miss, it had to be that one. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was, it was, it was very fun. It yeah. honestly sounds so hard to top. Like, um, even like, um, the site, it's called Big Game Boomer. I guess it's like a popular thing for college basketball yeah college. yeah and talking about the the top top 10 yep. crowds or whatever top 20 best slash worst student sections of the week number one best student section yeah syracuse yeah, yeah. and honestly it should be like that every like if like syracuse should be up there every oh, yeah. single week but this was just special this is a whole nother animal oh yeah because i mean it's like and people even have been saying like just like uh, as i said right now even as abysmal as this team has been playing this entire year yeah <laughs> Like, the fact that we got a crowd that's still coming out, still coming to support, again, putting on the Blizzard theme, yeah. and, uh, just showing love to this team no matter what, it, it was just, I think that's also, too, what kind of fed the players, like, damn, we haven't been playing that well, and look at the crowd we're mm-hmm. still getting. Like, we're still getting a good crowd. It was the largest crowd in, in college basketball this year. 
Like for, sure. for the players, that's that's a great thing to see. It's not like all of a sudden they're coming back home and nobody's at the game. That if if I were a player, that would have been depleting, honestly. Sure. And especially against this Wake Forest team after they lost to to them first. If you were to come back at home, you're expecting first like, oh, like all right, we're at home, we got we're gonna have an advantage in this, and then yeah. next thing, no, nobody shows out. So it's like for the players themselves, I think they just that response of seeing the crowd help them like get into this game. And honestly, I think that's why everybody had the game that they had. For sure. Did did you um end up getting those Blizzard shirts? I did not. I you sh- didn't. I didn't. I, I showed oh, I showed up late. I showed up later than I wanted to, no. and I didn't get a shirt. Um, I saw I saw someone in the dining hall today with one of those, and I was like, damn. Also, too, I can't find my size. Like that's the thing. I gotta sit there and pick through like what's XL, what's uh, large, medium. Yeah, like yeah, they just be threading them out everywhere. So, yeah. yeah, no. I mean, just again, everybody had a great showing this game. I mean. Joe Joe was okay. Joe, Joe was okay. okay. But Joe was Joe was really good on defense. If I were saying really? he took that he took that charge. Or I think he I mean overall the defense themselves was really good too. I mean when you hold Alondis Williams to eight points, six bro, and then force him into six turnovers. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That that's like one of the biggest storylines. Dude was dude, ACC had, leader in points and assists. Like dude is the definition of a playmaker. Yeah, yeah. I think I've said those exact words on a pass podcast. Yeah. And it's like even though I mean, shout out to Davian Williams. <laughs> he was getting everything yeah, he wanted. Like, what the heck? Out like, of nowhere. Yeah. But I mean, they they shut out the main guy that that has been leading Wake Forest this yeah. season that they've had. Yeah. And it's like, hey, that bang out he had though, he flew. Oh that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was crazy. I was editing highs for the show. Mm-hmm. I had to include that in. Oh, there. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, just again, like when you hold their best player to that that low of a stat line, yeah. your best player goes off for thirty for the first time this year. On an efficient shooting night as well. Let's put it that way too. He, yeah. Buddy, every shot looked like it was going in. Yeah. Like there yeah. was no shot where he looked out of sync, off balance, nothing like that. All of his shots just looked so fluid and so smooth. Yeah. It, like if he missed, it was kind of a surprise. Yeah. And he went off in the second half, right? There oh, was yeah. like a good string of threes that were just. I think he went know, on bottom. probably like on a 9 0 run by himself at one point. Yeah. I remember he had the three in the he had the three in the corner. He had a three on the left wing and then another and then another three on the right wing. And then wait, you talked about him not taking off balance shots, but I, I he he took one deep one. Coming off the left that. wing, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, like off balance in terms of the fact, like he's off balance and it's not like it wasn't what he was like looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that one he definitely want. He it was a heat check, but much. it was he wanted that. One. Yeah, yeah, like because you got the off balance shots where it's like like a lot of times like Curry he's coming off that that screen and he's in the, he's kind of fading away and all that. That was what Buddy was looking for. Yeah, or it, it yeah. wasn't just one of those ones where he's getting forced off balance. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sometimes like you know, you talk. We talk about um, how the season hasn't been going the way we wanted to, how the way Syracuse has wanted it to. Um, so like you know, obviously Buddy being the star player is going to try and force some. He's going to try and force the issue occasionally, but it wasn't the case um, well, in like, this game. The one thing, all. the one thing that was interesting to me, like Wake Forest. I didn't see them send a double on Buddy one time. Oh, hey, um, to be honest, like that—that's interesting. I'll that's, take it. That's interesting, right? But then, if you look at maybe his past games, maybe Wake Forest got a little comfortable. They, you know, didn't really see this Syracuse team as a threat, and you know, didn't see any other Bayheims, Joe Girard, didn't really see them as a threat. So they thought just stick to a normal 
man-to-man game plan, no real um, concentration on any one player. I mean, a bucket. Play a little physical on Buddy, and then if you're a bucket, you're a bucket, though. That's the problem. True. I mean, yeah, you're. No one's gonna strip you of your bucket status. I like guess. he can. He was. He's one of those guys that like no. If he heats up, he'll heat yeah. up. Yeah, and he did. And we've seen that at times this season. No matter how bad the season's gone. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That is surprising. Um, because every other team, no matter how talented their roster is, has sent a double to Buddy. Duke did it. Villanova did it yeah. at the time. I yeah. mean, there were some, these top tier programs did it, and I don't know. I just like. Buddy, he likes going into the middle, that little back down spin move. He Bro. likes that. That's his go-to move. And there was <laughs> no pressure on it at all. I'm like, all right, if you're going to give Buddy this all night long, go ahead and do it. Like, screw it. Like, give him that every time. That he is does, great. He does only have that one move. That, that is his only move. It is pretty it, unbeatable. Is, it's pretty unbeatable. I'll give it to him. But, like, <laughs> he, he, he will opt to go into that move nine times out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. But I mean, hey, if it works, it works. It does, it does. So, um, and I mean, like, again, we go, going back to Cole, too. Look at, look at Cole. Yeah, great. And, He's great. And his best his best shooting night was when he only shot two threes. What have look we, at that. What have, what have we been saying? No, so, yo, like we said, like, look <laughs> at the way this man is built, right? Like, like his stroke from three is beautiful, first of all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, honestly, even though he's breaking a lot this season, it, uh, it it just looks good. But but what I'm saying is, aside from the three, that stroke stays with him in the mid-range. Imagine, like, if he could use his body properly like he did in this game, mm-hmm. back his man down, spin. His release point is so high, being 6'9", so agile. That's what I'm saying. He can knock it down anytime he wants. It's like one time, it, it, was, on the, it was on the play in the second half, when he mm. had Davion, Will- Davion Williams guarding him, right? He Mismatch. had him on the black, on the black, the block, and I and I remember I was sitting there watching it, yelling like, 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 back him down, back him Take down. Him. Yeah. Exactly what he, exactly what he's doing. Everybody cleared out. He backed him down. He went up damn near to the free throw line. Like, kind of got pushed out a little bit, yeah. but hit the little little fadeaway a shot, and it was perfect. And then he had a, he also had a few floaters in this game. I mean, so just seeing him actually get inside and get these mid-range and, and layups, I mean, having a more, having better shot selections in general and not really forcing anything from three, it, I mean, this was Cole's best game. That's easy money for Cole all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, he, he was near perfect, right? So, exactly. I mean, he contributed to, you know, 57% from the field in general for the Orange they shot fifty two percent from three. After shooting what seventeen percent from three, the other or against Duke, some disgusting 19? number. Yeah, nineteen percent. Some like horrendous number. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, twenty two point win. I. It's funny. That's I, craziness. I, I was texting people and I'm like, I'm like, you going to the game? And they're like, nah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go. And I'm, they're like, you think they're gonna win? And I'm like, nah. Dude, no <laughs> one thought they would win. Hell no. No one thought, dude. Even. Myself, who you know predicted them to beat Duke. I don't know what you were yeah. I came, I came close to my prediction. Yeah, you did actually. It came yeah, close. We yeah. didn't even talk about that. Yeah, I remember we yeah we checked it afterward. And like yeah, mm-hmm. pleasant surprise. But um, yeah, it just that's it's so great to see. Um, starting off the podcast on a very very happy note. Um, that that's the first time we've done that. Wow. Yeah, in a while, dude. Because I, it, I think <laughs> the last time we did it was when they beat um Cornell and Brown back to back. That's a long time 
<laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's I was in a whole thing. different country. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was in California. We and weren't the, even. Yeah, and then the time before that, I can't even remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I really don't because I mean it was just like there wasn't much to really look forward to, and then yeah. next thing you know, I mean, granted, we can. Like you said before, that's like, damn, we're getting this excited about a win that doesn't even put us over five hundred. Yeah, like we're still in nine and nine and uh, ten and eleven on the season. Um, yeah, four and six in ACC play. I mean, I guess it's good, but I mean, yeah, it's it, it, I mean, it could be improved on. I mean, uh, we do have ten games left on the season. If they finish above five hundred, I will not be as disappointed in the season. Hell yeah! Imagine they re- imagine they turn it around. Imagine they like win seven out the last ten. That's a lot to ask for. That's great going into ACC, ACC tournament. Right? Yeah, that's the whole. That's my. That's imagine, been my whole. Imagine point. they make a run. Oh my god! Imagine. That's been my whole point about this team. It's like, well, this season has looked like an absolute shit show for the most part. If they click like any team in the NCAA right now, look at Oral Roberts last year. If any, if they are a team that can click at Bro, the right time, look at Georgetown last year. Georgetown too. They like won the Big East. Oh my god! Or, Oregon, Oregon State. State. Boom. Oregon State, they, the only way they were going to make it into the tournament was by them winning the Pac-12, and they won the fucking Pac-12. Tournament, Excuse yeah. my language, but I mean, it was just like, if this Q's team, if they turn it on at the right time, yeah, who knows what they can Little do. Little buddy magic in March. Because again, we've seen this in this win, in some other games that they played, we've seen the potential that this team can have. And now the fact that they're gonna have a, they're gonna have five more games at four more games at home five or four one of those they got four to five more games left at home home so that gives them a good advantage in yeah. all of those games you got and then having that Duke game at home too if they somehow oh pull God. that off I mean the momentum that they know like all right we can beat Duke if we can beat Duke we can beat anybody. And that's the attitude that they got to go in with going into the NC- into the ACC play. Yo, you got to camp out for that game. Okay, let's see. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about all that. It's freezing here. <laughs> I- I'm already complaining of fact that the fact that it's 32 degrees, and I you really think I'm gonna stay in six? Yeah, we're celebrating out here when it reaches like 25 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a that's a warm day for us. That was the only thing about going to this game is the fact that it was six degrees and walking from my car to the dome. Oh my god! All the way across campus was horrible. Yeah, I bet. Um, <laughs> we're saying this and people are listening like what they complaining about <laughs> yeah yeah like the Syracuse faithful have been here their whole lives like Can't this is a good year for us <laughs> couldn't be I know that's that's what everybody has told us they've said oh this is a good winter yeah it's rather like, this warm this has been warm yeah. I'm like oh crazy um, so but yeah just I think those are pretty much the big takeaways from this game um, I think uh, some light needs to be shed on very very solid bench minutes from Frank Ansel. Very much so. Very solid. So like, please introduce him more into the lineup. Um, they got him in quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they got did, the they bench did. involved into this game quick. Yeah, and that's what I like. Finally, and uh, Benny didn't really put anything up on the stat sheet per se, but it was just nice to see him out there running way more than he has in the yeah. last two games. Well, and then for him too, it's like you hear the crowd telling, like cheering anytime he comes in. Oh, yes, yes. So you know to him, it's Love like, that, this dude. crowd lo- Love like, that. likes me. Bro, that game alone could have made him stay. Yeah, that, Honestly. that is very true. Even though he's never been vocal about wanting to transfer. He's, he I seems think, like a common collected person. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he's not very, uh, he's not, or he's not the type to, you know, Showtime. he's not, he's not, 
if if Jim's benching me, I'm out. Like he's not yeah. the the hothead type. Yeah. Which is good. I yeah. mean, because granted, he. Right. I mean, while it sucks, he's a five star and he's sitting. I mean, what he's gonna learn in this program, it's it's gonna help him. So I mean, it just to see him get in right away again. Frank, seventeen minutes. I, I was really impressed. I, I think if there's anybody, I'm going a to, bunch of big dunks too. Absolutely, pre- he tried to murder somebody. Bro, oh, he got it. Put yeah, that thing yeah. back, and he got fouled. Bro. Yeah, and that was that was like that was his third uh, attempt at a dunk. At a somewhat poster dunk. Because yeah. he had like two kind of posters, borderline mm-hmm. posters before that. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just like, he's a presence. He's become not, you know, nothing near Jesse Edwards in terms of length or height, but, um, but still, it's what he's, you he's a see. felt presence. Yeah. He, his presence is felt. Six rebounds on the day, three of them offensive. His help defense Bro. on the drive on the baseline was absolutely phenomenal. It's the little things. It's the little things that make us so happy about this guy. Because every right? yeah, as no. a spectator, you're watching the game. You're like, you know, you notice these little things. He's not in the highlights. I mean, his no. dunks are in the highlights, but the things that we're raving about most, they're not mm. stat sheet stuff. They're not highlight stuff. They're yeah. just helping the team. Behind the scenes. He stayed down, and again, his help side defense on the drive every time, whether you had a guy on him in front of in front of him in the post, whether he was getting screened on, on a backside screen or something, he was always in that help side D, and Wake Forest just struggled getting inside on the baseline, looking for a possible dump down or the kick to the corner. I mean, he just... That was... That was how you. That's how you play in that two-three zone. Is when and when they're able to get the traps in the short corner and everything. Yeah. I mean, Frank was active. His hands were up. He was rebounding well. Mm. Well, he was getting. He was getting guys off the board. I mean, it was great. Yeah. Bottom line, Frank. Yeah, he. That was. I was very happy with how he played. Yeah. So you know, next game, we're gonna need. A lot more bench. Continue the uh, the plethora of bench minutes. Continue the energy. Vocab, huh? huh? You've been working on your vocab, <laughs> like you said. I like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, continue the high energy. Love the bench getting into it. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I was just thinking, should we mention the the Patty Casey, the the uh, Arthur Cort- Cortez um moments at the end of the game i hope we didn't just botch his whole name no 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 i didn't okay i good. swear i didn't okay, patty good. casey and arthur cordes check okay. that check that um yeah i mean that was a, just a perfect ending to a perfect day um just i think like the emotions felt on that day obviously everyone was happy everyone was hyped but it was just like relief it was widespread relief because syracuse back of the wind column um and yeah that, that's our takeaways from this game just overall just so much positivity in that dome that dome is rocking um and yeah i can't wait for the next home game but for now syracuse is traveling all the way down to north carolina to play nc state in their first matchup of the season nc state is you know not such a great team they're three and eight in acc play they're 14th in the conference um, but yet, weirdly, ESPN has them as favorites on their site. I think probably um, home court advantage plays into that. You know Syracuse was actually the favorites in this Wake Forest game? Yeah, and I'm guessing that's because of the home court advantage. I'm assuming so, but I mean, sometimes I, I question, I'm like, what? And then, yeah, So yeah, like yeah. this one, it's like, why does NC State have the favorite? I mean, yeah, it, it, I guess it makes sense. Like now, like I remember seeing that, like they've got to have something wrong, but props to ESPN. 
They got it right. Taking taking everything to, into account. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, like I was saying, for NC State, um, you know, they, they really don't have anyone that big in terms of names besides uh, Darian Sebrin. Um, he uh, he's a draft prospect for sure. Started off the season slow, and then um, when NC State was losing like a whole slew of games, coach decided to give him a chance. Sebrin comes in. Um, scores a bunch, just contributes on both sides of the ball. Super long, super athletic. Um, kind of like an Alondis Williams situation where NC State really looks at him to pretty much facilitate and score, do everything offensively, and contribute pretty healthily on defense. Um, you know, Seabrin averages 18 a game, has nine rebounds a game. And um, yeah, he's pretty much the person to watch out for. Yeah, and I mean, just going off that, I mean, we haven't really seen too much of NC State, obviously, because they haven't been making noise like that in the ACC. Yeah. 14th in conference. So, I mean, while this is kind of similar to a game of Pittsburgh standards, they have to play this game like they're playing Duke. Yeah, just like continue. Why would you want to let go of that momentum? Just leave it all on the floor. Um, Just go in. I, like I, I mean to, I mean it's just the simple things as well when they're when they're playing their best when they're playing their best defense when they're when they're communicating they're all rotating on the same on this at the same time moving with the ball and then and shots are just flowing like I said because even in the, in that Wake Forest game too on the offensive side for everybody it just seemed like it was a natural flow on the offensive side so again getting in my thing has been harping about getting into the sets so if they get into the sets on NC State and just stay solid on D with the with their rotations and everything they shouldn't have a problem. Because again, they've taken care of business before with a team like this with Pittsburgh. Yeah. They beat Pittsburgh before. Yeah. And NC State is having is just as bad or even worse than Pittsburgh yeah. this year. And it's kind of crazy because NC State was having a solid so I think they were having a solid preseason, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But NC State was not a bad program just a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean they've so, produced talent for sure. Exactly. So I mean it's just so to see them and kind of drop off like this, I'm sure that's been kind of depleting on their side and their program right now. So, I mean, just kind of in that similar situation with Syracuse, they have, NC State's going to be looking to try try to find some type of rally win, some type of bounce back win for themselves. So just in the position that Syracuse was in against Wake Forest, this is what NC State is in. So Syracuse is, that's why Syracuse has to go out and play this game as if they are playing Duke. Except not the way they play Duke, obviously. <laughs> they got to just play it like they are playing a Duke or a Villanova because sure. NC State is going to be coming at them like they like Syracuse has a target on their back because sure. NC State is struggling just as much as For Syracuse sure, for sure. Year. Exactly. Like, why wouldn't NC State want to knock off a team that has just come off a huge win with the reigning ACC Player of the Week in Buddy Behind? We didn't even mention that. Yeah, shout out to Buddy. Yeah. Rain, reigning ACC player, player of the Week. I mean, that's, that's a good accolade for him to finally get after how many weeks into the season? Um, just a whole bunch. Yeah. Way too... Well, like, we expected this accolade to come way sooner. Uh, let's be honest. More often, honestly. More often, way sooner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this Sebring guy doesn't really shoot the three that well. The zone should stop that. NC State isn't that good of a three-point shooting team in general. Again, just follow the rules like we've harped on so many times in this um, podcast. Follow Syracuse basketball. Um, get that 2-3 zone sorted like you did against Wake Forest. You won't have the crazy crowd to feed off of. No energy to feed off of um, as you're playing away. But hey, stick to what you know. 
um, play your brand of basketball, Cole Swider, get to your spots, get to the mid-range, use your height, use your athleticism, buddy, keep doing your thing. Joe Girard, keep facilitating, keep being the point guard that, you know, everyone was so excited to see coming into this season. Um, Get, like, that healthy bunch of uh, um, bench minutes. Hopefully, you know, a lot of the bench players can continue their stride or find their stride. Um, yeah, they're three, yeah, 33% from three. Not that good. But they've been holding opponents to 36. That's not the best either on the defensive end. And NC State in at home in conference is one in four. Yeah. They have the worst home record, I think, in conference. There we in go. The ACC. There we go. So hopefully Syracuse can capitalize on that and continue that NC State uh, downward trajectory in, in terms of their home mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. Yeah. But no, definitely, yeah, this team is definitely more oriented inside. I mean, just seeing from their field goal percentages, they shoot. They have two 40% three-point shooters, but, I mean, what? How many of their main guys don't even shoot threes? That's what I'm or saying. Or don't shoot that many? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, Sabrin, 25, I have 35, 42, 42, 21, 29, 24. And the rest of the guys that have even played or games played, they haven't even shot at three. So, I mean, it's no, this, this team is heavily reliant on getting inside and everything so again if they play the zone to how they how they can they'll be fine there's yeah. actually no problem with this game at all granted i don't want to say that because who knows because look at this this nc state team beat colgate and we lost to colgate so who who knows what can happen also too it's the acc yeah that's why we can't just be like oh no this is an automatic win they still got to go out there and play like they're playing duke for sure. That's that's what we've been saying. That's that's like I think this is gonna be like the new subject topic we harp on. Like just don't take anything for granted. Keep that same sense of urgency, like you're playing the top of the the best of the best from the ACC. If and they're gonna want to make any type of run, that's what they That's what do. I'm saying. Just build on that win, get a bunch of wins, get that confidence, like always look ahead. Mm-hmm. Obviously don't look so far ahead, like concentrate on the game uh concentrate on the game at hand, but yeah, like Come on, this season, you know, possibly a higher chance than that 3% chance they had for making the tournament coming into the, uh, the the Wake Forest game. But, you know, that percentage is definitely not increased by that much. But still, like, come on, hope is hope. Exactly. Build on it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, and then look at too. Why well, I say you got to play it because just as NC State and Syracuse are on that same rough patch, NC State beat Louisville and Virginia. So... This is this is not gonna just be some walk in the park game. It, it, re- it really isn't. Yeah. I mean, they they gotta stay solid in what they can do. So. Damn. That last bit of information got me kind of kind of uh, worried, but uh, I'm not too worried. Faith. Keep faith. That's what you have to do. I mean, that's the bottom line. As Q's fans, we just gotta keep. Hey, we did. And look at look at the crowd again. Look at the crowd. Yeah. Love love the hope. Um. Just love the resilience. Love the loyalty. Um, from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, everyone will be tuning in tomorrow, February 2nd, at Raleigh, North Carolina, NC State, Wolfpack, and the Syracuse Orange. Exactly. Should be a great one. It, re- it really would be. So looking forward to that. That Again, all these games preparing for Duke. Yeah, for sure. Bottom and then line. after that, you know, look forward to the ACC tournament. Exactly. So, and with that, that's all we have for this episode you guys 
appreciate the support. Whoever's listening, appreciate it. Make sure to share, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on our socials at Orange Overtime. Syracuse, let's get this dub. Keep this going. Keep the momentum going. Keep all this good play going. And as always, go Orange. This is Adam Campos signing off for Tyler Schiff. We will see y'all on the next episode.